Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back again to another episode of Snug Wrestling Podcast. With me, I am your host. My name is Edgar. And today we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. Things are heating up, leading up to the Wembley. The all-in pay-per-view is coming up soon. And on this episode of Dynamite, we had the JAS mandatory meeting. We had a tournament for the AEW Women's Champion that was announced. We got to see Adam Cole and MJF. Jungle Jack Perry versus Rob Van Dam for the FTW title. The Lucha Bros versus the BCC. Darby Allen versus Swerve has been teased for the Wembley. The Bucks versus the Hardys and Anna J versus Sheeta. But before we get into that, please be sure to hit up my socials at Snug Wrestling and show some love. And speaking of AEW, I have an update here regarding the new contracts that the Elite have signed. I have talked about this before, but there's some brand new information that I came across that I thought was worth mentioning. So before the Elite signed their new contracts, there were some pretty strong comments made by Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson claimed that the promotion AEW would fall apart without them, them being the Elite. Too many pronouns, pal. So Matt Jackson, I don't know if he really believes this or he was just saying this to be funny, but he really believes that AW really depends on the elite in order for them to be successful. Now, these comments made by Matt Jackson were heard by someone that might know a thing or two about wrestling. He's an old school legend, Dutch Mantel, also known as Zeb Coulter. He's a former manager, wrestling commentator, wrestling talent for many, many years. He also caught wind of these comments and he had something to say about Matt Jackson and about all of this that Matt Jackson is claiming. Dutch Mantel says they could walk off TV today and you know how long it would take you to know that they were gone? It'd take like three months. Nobody watches a show for these guys, but the best selling point is like the other guy said, Hangman Page, it pays well. If it pays that well, they should never have anything cross their lips like we're getting ready to leave. Dutch Mantel also went on to say that the only person that is indispensable in AEW is Tony Khan. Tony Khan, he runs the company, he finances it, and he loves it. If you lost Tony Khan, then forget about it. So is it possible for AEW to be successful or at least be doing the same numbers that they're doing now and with the viewership? If the elite were to leave AEW, do you guys really think that the AEW brand would fail? And honestly, absolutely fucking not. I really don't think so. AEW does have 
a roster full of talent. You have Daniel Bryan. You have Adam Cole. You have MJF. You also have a lot of veterans that work there like Sting, Taz, The Big Show. I mean, there's a lot of people in that company that if the elite were to leave, I think AEW would be well off. They'll be pretty good without the elite. Now, again, these are just comments that were made. I'm not sure if Matt Jackson truly believes that or if he was just saying it just to be funny. But just the thought of people claiming that AEW is nothing without the elite at this point, that's a little hard to believe. But what say you? You guys tell me what you guys think about this. So that was my update on this whole situation with the elite and the new contracts. It seems to be stirring up a whole lot of internet talk. But there was something else that I came across that I was waiting to share with you guys. And that's the location for full gear this year in November has been announced. Full gear is going to be taking place in the Kia Forum in LA November 18th. So AEW is going to be coming out here to the west side at the end of this year. The Dynamite before full gear is set to take place in Ontario, California. But the funny thing about it is that full gear on that date, November 18th, that's a Saturday. So that's going to cause some conflict with the collision taping that also normally takes place on Saturday. So they're most likely going to tape collision either the day before or do like a a multi-taping like they usually do with Dynamite and Rampage. They might have to do like a Dynamite and Collision taping, but Full Gear is set for November 18th and that's on a Saturday. But enough about the gossip, enough about the internet updates and news. Let's get into this AEW Dynamite that we just got done watching. This is August 9th and it started off with the JAS and their mandatory meeting. This was a very, very dramatic segment. Chris Jericho is causing a lot of trouble within his own faction and each one of these members are dropping like flies one by one. Daniel Garcia, he cuts a good promo on Chris Jericho, walks out. Tay Mello walks out. Anna Jay, they all ended up walking out on Chris Jericho. Cool Hand also walks out and basically what they're all saying here is they've done so many things for Chris Jericho. They've had Chris Jericho's back. They betrayed people for Jericho. They looked up to Jericho, but what has Jericho done for them? Daddy Magic, he says that Chris Jericho gave him a job when his wife was eight months pregnant, but Daddy Magic walked out on him too. And Sammy, he was the last one to speak in all this, and he was wearing the original Inner Circle jacket from way back in the day, and he's not going to walk out on Jericho, at least not yet. He's going to let Jericho get his shit together, and Sammy might still be there for Jericho. There was a lot of yelling in this promo. There was a lot of anger by the JAS members or ex-JAS members. So it's looking like Chris Jericho is going to join Don Callis more and more. Up next, we had the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys. This match was made last week, the Brothers versus Brothers. And then a few days later on Collision, FTR challenged the Young Bucks for the Wembley for the World Tag Team Championships. So because of that, I kind of knew that the Young Bucks had to win this match versus the Hardy Boys. And ever since the Young Bucks signed new contracts, these record-breaking contracts, they have booked themselves in a pretty nice spot versus the Hardys before their match at All In versus another great tag team like FTR, the World Tag Team Champions. Oh yeah, and they're still the EVP, so it must be really nice to be the Young Bucks nowadays. How 
However, I can't completely hate on this match with the Bucks and the Hardys. The Hardys, they're veterans. They know how to have a good tag team match. And at least no one was jumping off of ladders or trying to kill themselves here. Like I expected, the Young Bucks ended up winning this match. And the Bucks showed the legendary tag team a sign of respect at the end of the match. It looked like the Bucks, they were going to cut a promo, but they get interrupted by FTR. And I wasn't expecting to see FTR, but it was good to see them. They have a little standoff and the crowd is cheering and the Bucks cut a great promo on FTR by saying all in and that's it that's all they said I don't know what that means are they accepting the challenge is that a yes apparently nothing else needs to be said and the match is set for FTR versus the Young Bucks at the Wembley a tournament for the AEW Women's Championship has been announced there's gonna be three different matches singles matches the winner from each match gets a spot at the Wembley to fight for the championship and it's going to be a four-way at the Wembley so we have Sheeta versus Anna Jay Sheeta she's the current champion the winner out of that goes into the match the other match is going to be the Bunny versus Britt Baker and Soraya versus Sky Blue the fourth person is a former AEW Women's Champion Tony Storm she gets automatically entered in because she is owed a rematch so little by little the all-in card at the Wembley is starting to come together adam cole and mjf they have another video package of their bromance dates and this time to celebrate their main event match at the wembley they decide to go to a trampoline park not skinny dipping with rats or going to a bar with chicks like mjf thought and this was just another funny goofy haha skit the bcc they cut a promo on pack and the lucha bros according to the bcc they injured pack and sent him home packing and also the bcc doesn't fear death death fears bcc not sure what death has to do with any of this but okay mox if you say so jungle jack perry versus rvd this is for the ftw championship rvd is gonna smoke you sign is hilarious out there in the crowd and the match starts and rvd he hasn't lost a single step he looks really good even at his age rvd he can still go rvd was out there doing some vintage rvd moves the swinging drop kick from the apron onto the barricade he almost went for the rolling thunder but jungle jack perry got out the way however i wouldn't be surprised if rvd can still pull that off and since this is for the ftw belt this is ecw no dq poor rob van dam i'm starting to feel bad for him but luckily nothing too crazy happened and rvd was able to walk away from this match in one piece the winner of the match was jungle jack perry in a very heelish way since this is no disqualification jungle jack hit rvd with a low blow in front of the referee and pinned him one two three the lucha bros they have an interview with alex abrahantes and this promo by the lucha bros was a lot better than the bcc phoenix said that their name should be the blackpool coward club and i think that has a nice ring to it mjf and adam cole this segment had it all it was entertaining it had a feel-good moment and it ended up with some drama at the end with Roderick Strong. Adam Cole, he proposed to go for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions with MJF at the Wembley. There's a Zero Hour, which is the pre-show at the Wembley, and MJF and Adam Cole are going to challenge Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor Tag Team.
tag team champions. This makes perfect sense to me because Adam Cole, he has a lot of history in Ring of Honor. He's won multiple titles there. He's won mostly every title in Ring of Honor except for the tag team titles. And MJF accepts because Adam Cole is his bro chacho for life, MJF would wrestle two times in one night for him. That didn't sit well with Roderick Strong and he comes out and is pissed off because Adam Cole would rather wrestle with MJF for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions instead of Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong, he comes out, he gets a few words in and MJF completely verbally buries him and basically tells Roderick Strong, hey, you gotta stop with this crazy ex-girlfriend vibes because it's fucking weird. So there's some tension between Adam Cole and MJF, which kind of leaves you wondering how these two, MJF and Adam Cole, are going to be leading up to their match. They're getting along right now, but what if something does happen down the line and what if this match turns into something more than just a friendly competition i still strongly believe that adam cole is gonna turn heel on mjf and we're gonna have a grudge match at the wembley the bcc versus the lucha bros john moxley he starts bleeding right away not even 30 seconds into the match i think and i'm thinking how and this is why i love taz so much protect taz at all times taz says Phoenix hit him with a dive and Taz is just going in on Moxley during this match by saying Mox doesn't wear wrestling boots. He's not the type to wear wrestling boots. I don't know what he's wearing. They're grave digger boots and listening to Taz in the commentary booth is just gold to me. The BCC, they end up winning this match. Yuta tries to get involved in the match and gets pulled down from the apron by Alex Ebrahantes. Mox pulls a mask from Penta and grabs the tie when he rolls him up and gets the one, two, three. If there's a match I would like to see at the Wemley, it's Wheeler Yuta versus Alex Ebrahantes. So I think you should book that, Tony. Make it happen. Give the people what they want. So the BCC, they end up getting the win here, but they also get a lot of heat. By pulling the mask out of Penta, that is one of the biggest signs of disrespect in the Lucha Libre world. So things are escalating very quickly here with the BCC and the Lucha Bros and the story continues. I can only imagine what type of crazy match these teams are going to have with one another, but it's not going to be pretty, I can tell you that. Swerve Strickland and his crew, they cut a promo on Darby Allen Last week, they showed up to Nick Wayne's house, beat him up in his own house, left him lying in a pool of blood, and now they come out to address Darby Allen. Darby Allen comes out, and I'm really enjoying this feud with Darby and AR Fox. They have a lot of history and this is something I can get behind. This is a personal issue. This is real. And I would like to see Darby and AR Fox go at it. But Swerve Strickland, he's in the ring with four or five different guys. Darby Allen says, I also have friends. And I'm thinking, who? The lights go out and it's Sting. And Sting clears the ring of all of these guys that were in there. And these are guys like Brian Cage and the other guys that are in the ring. They're not small guys. They're big bad looking wrestler dudes and Sting mind you he does have a bat but Sting single handedly cleared all of them from the ring grabs Swerve and points at the all in sign so it's looking like Darby Allen and Swerve are going to have a match at the Wembley and the main event is Anna Jay versus Hikaru Shida the AEW women's title is in the main event a second week in a row last week Shida won the title from Tony Storm in the main event in the 200th 
episode of AEW Dynamite. This week, Hikaru Shida is in the main event again, but versus Anna J. Now, I'm probably going to sound like a hater right now, but I'm not exactly sure why AEW is doing this. Does it have anything to do with all the drama that's been going on, all the talk that's been going on on Twitter about the women's locker room, and also the stuff that's going on on the other side with WWE with matches like Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus getting pulled from SummerSlam? I don't know. I think it could be both. This match ended up going 10 minutes, and Hikaru Shida retains and wins the main event, and Shida is still the champion, and she's going into All In at the Wembley, and is going to be one of the four competitors in the four-way women's match. That was AEW Dynamite. Let me know what you guys think. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling, and we'll talk soon. Thank you.